about the fact that your husband has no clue what you're doing? Has zero idea, and just like, now, you know, everyone's gotta listen. This guy is obsessed with his um, leaf blower. <laughs> Boys and their toys, That's right? Correct. Boys and their machines. Yes, so it was broken, and he needs to die to get it fixed. Oh, that's so funny. Because those little buds from the damn tree in the front get everywhere. Your big, beautiful tree. Oh, tell me about your tree again. So My I know. magical tree? Your magical tree. Because I remember when I rolled up in um, October, because you are obsessed with Halloween decos, uh, it looked like a tree out of a movie and the way you had it decorated and everything around was so nice. So the tr story of my tree, when we bought this house um, going on five years ago, it was legally dead by the city. Seriously? Yeah. Um, that is not a dead tree. That tree is thriving. But yes. anyways, okay, go on. <laughs> um, even got the little ticket that we can, they could take it down, whatever. I was pregnant with Mateo. Mateo was born in April. So we moved in December of 2018. He was born in April of 2019. Mm -hmm. That summer, even when we came to look at the house at the end of August, it was like dead. There was no leaves, nothing. That summer, this tree starts to bloom. That's crazy. And before Mateo was born or just after? After. It was dead. It was not blooming oh. before he just was born. Yes. And then we come to find out that Mateo's spirit is a fairy spirit. And my tree has fairies in it. They live in my tree. <laughs> I believe so. that. And you have to send me a photo or I'm going to snap a photo before I leave. Because there's it, actually, if you look at, so when you're on the road and you're looking at my house, on the tree, it looks like a face of an old lady. Like Yes, that's what really got me because I guess when it was all decorated with Halloween, I was like, how did you get that It's just, you know, into the tree? You're like, that is natural. Dude, that, like, is that is natural. Is it kind of reminds me, you know, like the cartoon Pocahontas? Yes. And the willow tree with the old lady's face. This is what it reminded me of. I know. And so nobody knows it came back to life. You did not do anything. We did absolutely nothing. We were ready to cut it down. That's crazy. And here we are. And then I've also caught on my ring camera little fairies flying around with legs like that. So and they you know do fairies, exist. rainbows, unicorns, and fairies are my favorite. <laughs> you gotta believe, right? Yeah. Don't you think? One thousand percent. I. Well, you're very well. You're very intuitive yourself. Yes. And you know and see and believe in things. Let's say the average person may not. May say that I'm crazy. So, hey, <laughs> crazy that fiery, you know, red hair. Uh, yeah, crazy's the new hot, anyways. Yes, but I'll take it. You're like I'm, I'm down. But uh, and you know, when did you start to know that you were intuitive? Um, ever since I was a little girl. Like how little? I'm always like, interested because I, I always knew I was intuitive and I can't even, I would like to say I was three, but who really yeah, remembers? But I, I was young. Say, I was young too. Young, and my young. dad is very intuitive. There'd be times where I'd catch him talking outside and I'm like, who the hell are you talking to? You don't speak English and this man's talking to the neighbors, you know? Oh my God. And he's like, no, I was talking to your grandfather. I was talking to him and I'm just like, but they're dead. 
And so I started to realize, holy shit, I'm also like that. Mm -hmm. I would see my grandparents that I've never met, whether in my room or they'd call me or, you know, always around. Um, my mom has your this, angels. like, yes. My mom, Portuguese background, you know, my mom is very religious. So we have a Virgin Mary shrine. Of course you do. Because <laughs> why wouldn't you? In the forbidden room with the couches that have plastic on it that you can't, you can't sit. sit on. I think everybody has those rooms. <laughs> okay, yes. And I remember my mom had taken her shrine apart, the table apart, because mm -hmm. she was dusting it and cleaning it, and she moved it into a new space. This, I think this Mary is like, I don't know, yeah. at least two and a half feet tall. At minimum. Okay, yeah. And I look, and she's crying, real tears. And I look at my mom, I'm like, Mom, she's crying. She doesn't like her new spot. And she's like, what are you talking about? There's like, she's not crying, you crazy, batshit, crazy daughter <laughs> of mine. you got one of the backhands. <laughs> I shut up with your face. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, no, she full on has like tears coming down her face. I mean, she doesn't like the spot that you put her in. And then she had rosary that she was, it was a silver thing that she was like clinging the rosary. Mm -hmm. Again, this thing kept falling and breaking. I mean, she didn't like the in the In the new space. Though. In the new space. Oh. I'm like, you need to move her back. She doesn't belong here. And that rosary needs to be rusted and filthy. And that's just the way she, like, don't touch it. Yeah. Sure enough, decided to put her back. And she's been happy ever since with a smile on her face, a statue. Seriously. Mm -hmm. And do they still live in the same house? They still live in the same house with the same statue. <laughs> with the same plastic. With well, the same plastic. And it's funny because people that, I feel like there's always signs. And, you know, people will put it off to, oh, my God, that's such a coincidence. Or, yeah, that was so weird or something, right? That's your eyes playing tricks on you. Yes, yes. And then, you know, for me, even when I was super young, there was just so many things that just couldn't, you couldn't explain it away as a kawinkadink mm -hmm. or, you know, oh, my God, it's so weird or something. I remember just now thinking when you told me that. Uh, my sister, as you know, uh, passed away somewhat tragically in L.A. And I've been stressing out. I mean, we were away on vacation when we got the news. We were with my whole family. My mom was there. You were there. in Dominican, right? Something mm -hmm. like that. Or, or down south or, or somewhere. Canada. I don't know. Anyways. And then we had to fly back. And then just a big rigmarole to try to get the body from, uh, or your loved one, I should say. But uh, her, her body... Uh, back to Canada. Right. And I was on the phone with uh, LAPD North, which apparently is the busiest uh, police station known in the States. But anyhow, uh, it was very, very hard. But my point to my story, I was stressing. I was having like all these panic attacks because I wanted to do this for my mom, right? She right. wanted to bury her daughter. And in my bedroom, there's this bay window. And I, when I say a bay window, you can't sit on it, but it's probably about, I don't know, a foot um, of like room where I have all my frames and I had the picture that I took of my father the very last photo that I took of my dad was out by our pool and it was a face shot whatever anyways and I'm getting ready and I can I can sort there's I gotta be honest no windows there's nothing I'm telling you this for a reason and all of a sudden I'm on the phone with them and I think I was talking to the corner and all of a sudden I hear smash and I'm like, I jumped. I thought I was gonna have a friggin' coronary. 
Anyways, I looked down and my father's picture fell, jumped, whatever, off of the, uh, the bay window and it cracked into, the glass cracked into this X. It was so weird. And it was kind of hit to me. I mean, everybody could take that message as, oh, it must've been a draft, the windows were open. And that's why I said there was none of that. But the X was kind of, to me, I took that as a stop it. This isn't gonna change anything. anything. It's not gonna bring her back. It's not it's gonna done. bring, what? yes. And just Could you try to, because it was like, obviously a weird yeah. death and unexplainable. So you're trying and, to figure out Yeah, and answers. young and all that other stuff. But that was his sign to like, stop it. Yeah. Anyways, and even even Matt, what, not that he's not a believer, because he's seen stuff like that you, again, you cannot explain away. Right. And when I showed him that, he was just like, okay, yeah, wow, that's you crazy. Stop. Yeah. You know, to stop trying to get answers. I mean, my mom wanted them, whatever. The, the long story short is that I feel like our loved ones, whether it's your, your folks, your grandparents, they are our angels. And I think if they you... Are pay attention and just like the stuff that I bought from you which I love um, so one of your many talents uh, making just amazing gifts and everything like that that jar that sits very happily full I think I need <laughs> another one soon because everybody leaves change in their pocket but it's like um, I think it says dimes from heaven it says yes and it has beautiful angel wings. Beautiful. You are huge on wings. Yes, I love so, my wings. So, and I, that was the only one that I had made that day. Come on. Um, Seriously? Yes. And the funny thing is, I've never seen it. I see you religiously every five weeks. I've never seen it. And I only really wanted to go to that event to come and see you. And, right. You know, obviously to sh uh, show support for Lucy. But uh, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, that's mine. Yes. You know, it was, made for, it, it was made for me. But... You know, to go back to that is the fact that, you know, until somebody really started telling me about, and this was many years ago, about numbers or about dimes, uh, that's when I started seeing them. And it would be at the weirdest times. And dimes are not... And the most randomest place, too. Again, like you said, who carries dimes nowadays, right? Well, like... A hundred percent. Well, the jar you got me does now, but yeah, it's not like it's quarters or loonies or toonies or whatever. Right. It was the dimes. Very and specific. So yeah, the fact that you made that, that was definitely made for me. It was, because like I said, that was the only, all the other ones had the cardinal on it. And that was the only one that had the angel wings. Yeah, the cardinal one we got for Gina, which she loves because. Which is so crazy because she's never gotten a dime in her life. And the day that yes. she came. No. That was a feather. The one that I got her was a feather. She's never gotten a feather. No, it was dimes. Are you sure? Do yes. you have to call her? <laughs> yes. It was a feather. No, it was diamonds. We got okay, her the well, cardinal one. And she even said, she's like, that is so crazy. Because I said, Adrian got this jar. And she's like, oh my God. And she takes the dime out of her pocket. She's like, I've never gotten one. And look. And I was like, Oh, was it a dime? Even, yeah, even Tony was there. He was just like, whoa. Oh my that's God. That's weird. That is weird. <laughs> but she, I think you also mentioned something about feathers Because I had... Yes, because she never she, knew that yes. was also a sign. And when she left, she found a feather on her step to go inside. No, did she? Swear to God. Yeah, I thought that's why I was like, I'm like, no, it's a dead feather. No, it's a dime. <laughs> Regardless, it's a sign from her loved one. Exactly. Well, and her uh, dad always sees cardinals for her mom. Right? I love that. 
I do too. And so one of, as I said, your many entrepreneurial talents, um, aside from, I don't trust anybody else with my hair except you, darling, is, um, you know, being the hair guru, which is so true. And I know you have a massive wait list. I do. But I also feel too, like, because me being intuitive, I attract people who are are like beings or... You need help. (laughs) (laughs) So like I'm just sending it out there. Yeah. Yeah, I I think so too. And it's so important because, you know, everybody thinks working for yourself, it's, you know, all rainbows and unicorns. And as much as I love being an entrepreneur and I would never trade it for the world, there's a lot of, you know, stresses and things that go along with it. I mean, even for you, I mean, you know, I've got the four boys, you've got the two, I had them all in rep hockey. And, yes, which I don't and even know how you even manage that. But the same way you did and the same way you do, you just do it. And people always ask me, they're like, oh my God, how the hell do you do it? My answer is you just do. You just and figure you, it out. That's part of being a mom. There's no manual. There's no script. There's no, you just figure shit out. Well, that, but also being, you know, you've got a double whammy because really you have three children because your business, you know, requires so much. Okay, well, that's (laughs) like having 20-something kids, right? But, um, you know, you just, you figure it out somehow, some way. Yes. And, you know, I don't know what your tips or your tricks and stuff are because sometimes I see, you know, you on social and I'm like, who made this basket or the beautiful cake that you made, you know, with the little bunny butt and the feet and <laughs> my she puts a smash cakes and she puts like all these treats in with like a little hammer. I love it. And I'm like, when does she have time? So your book, I don't morning, sleep. noon and night, I don't, like every I, entrepreneur, yeah. right? I, yeah. That's actually, I shouldn't say that because they, the really, really, you know, highly functional motivational coaches are all like you need to sleep and i you know sometimes that is my dead that's you know what that's such a european thing my father (laughs) used to say that he's like me he needs like four hours and he's good oh my god you know know he's like i'll sleep when i'm dead four hours i can't no you can't okay but anyways (laughs) what my point to my story is i don't know how you find the time to make all this stuff i was the one that was thrilled when um you know pillsbury dough they started, they make those rolls. Yes. I was the one that would pay the extra $2 for the pre-cut ones. Because even cutting them, that minute that it took, that was a minute that I could spend, you know, running in the house, getting them all ready for hockey. I mean, this one was obviously when they were much younger. Right. But you know, time is just so... Is that the essence, right? Well, it's just, I'm everybody's time for... But when I hear some of my mentors talking and they're like, okay, there's 24 hours, okay, do it as a pie, right? So you sleep four hours, let's just say six, okay? Yeah. You sleep six hours, you've got 18 hours of that pie left, what are you going to do with that, right? Yeah. And then you start really whittling it down, it's like, oh my God, I do really have a lot of time. And that's really something in the last decade or so that's kind of worked for me where I tried to plan out with the best laid plans, you know, being uh, an entrepreneur and a mother of four is, you know, things change, I get it. But if you kind of have like the same sort of schedule, which I know you try to keep too, I think that's what really keeps you 
like on point you and need on to have track, a schedule you've got to have a schedule but you also have to forgive yourself if you go out of it one or two days because something came up or you know you have a family or some kind of an event or something or an emergency you have to be able to come back from that right and i know like say like 15 years ago i would really struggle trying to come back from it if or i didn't guilty, right yeah if i didn't i was like oh my god i just spent like three hours doing this how am i going to catch up and sometimes it's like ah you know it'll be there and i'll i'll figure out the time so do you think so scheduling is is key for you yes. right and then what about anything else like i'm thinking when i look at your life you're very very you might not feel like this but you seem very organized um well it depends if you ask me or if you ask my husband forget about that i'm <laughs> he will tell you that i'm very disorganized i'm a but yet you run they like call three it chaotic but that's organized yeah but it's your organized it's like it doesn't organized. have to be his organized right and i you know i'm the same and it's like you're organized in a way that you can run two and three in my mind fairly successful businesses that you know you obviously do have a method to your madness and you know people are always like oh i want to be just like her and no, they want to start and you're like no you don't let me tell you sister that'll be part two yes um but you know they feel like they don't have the time and somehow you make it and like you said whether it's after you put the kids to bed or you pop in a movie and you come and do your thing or sometimes i've even seen you get the kids involved to help you make some of the stuff you do like little crafts for them and then you know their attention span of five seconds or you know gone. 50 minutes they're gone and then you get to continue right i love that too because i've so, seen yeah, you do that for me i think that's why i started getting into crafting because it was a kind of an escape i was just can get lost into crafting um that's interesting. But then that just over COVID kind of blew up. I've been doing it. I started when I was on mat leave with Massimo and he's 10. So wow. nine years ago, let's just say, give or take. Yeah. But then it wasn't until COVID that, and the pandemic, that it really bloomed. And Isn't that interesting? Then I'm like, oh my gosh, now this is another full-time job. How am I going <laughs> to do this? And the only thing that really was... I feel bad to say it, but I did neglect my kids a little bit. And I, as much as I tried to be a part of everything they did, there was times where I'm just like, sorry, I can't put you to bed because I, I got these orders that I got to yeah. complete. I just finished work and why not? Yeah. So what but I do would say too is I try to have some sort of self-care, which I'm terrible at. No, don't say that. <laughs> but I want to go back to something you said. It's so interesting that you said... I feel so bad, you know, it's, I call it the Mom European, guilt. well, I think it stems even from before that, I kind of call it the European guilt, my mom's still like freaking pro at it, right, <laughs> and it's kind of like, oh, I feel so bad, but why do you feel bad, because you know what, this is what I've learned, because my kids are a little bit older than yours, and they're kind of like, you know, oh, are you, what do you mean you're not, because I was always, you know, home for when they got home, I was always there, I was involved, but a lot of times I was on the phone or I was, like you said, you feel bad and you have this guilt. They actually need it for their independence. And it's right. kind of good that, I'm not saying your kids are still quite young, but to put themselves to bed or 
your hubby can put them to bed or right. whatever. I think it gives them a different uh, perspective almost on life and a little bit of independence. And kind of looking back, I wish I did so. And don't feel guilty because really what you're teaching them, in my opinion, is, you know, I need time for me to be good for you. Right. So I'm going to, you know, bugger off literally down, you know, 10 steps and, you know, should you need me because your arm falls off or you lose an eyeball, I'm right here. Right. But, you know, if you're just going to throw a temper tantrum or, you know, you're cranky and hungry, dad or grandma are there, right? Yeah. So I think it's sort of teaching them a really good message. I think it's our messaging to ourselves that we almost have to change. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's a generational curse to, to say those things, right? Like... I think for me as well, it's, I feel like I have to please everybody. I'm a, such a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. What and did then you when say I don't, though? You just, sorry, wait, okay, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Tell it's okay. Me again. Go ahead. I was just going to say that I'm such a people pleaser. So for me, if I'm not pleasing somebody, I feel guilty about it. Well, guilty or you're letting somebody down or something. But what you said in the beginning, of even when we wanted, uh, I said to you, let's just flip the camera on and start chatting, because <laughs> that's what it's about, and because you said you wanted to start your own podcast, which right. I'm so encouraging you, and you're going to do, but that, yes. we'll argue about that later. I would like to do one where it's a confessions with your hairstylist. Let's, let's face it, your hairstylist knows everything about you. Yeah, therapy 101, <laughs> let me tell you, girl, there's uh, times, you know... I come in and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so the, yeah, oh, absolutely. And, uh, but the thing is you said unapologetically. Yes. Organic, raw, raw. and real. Yes. Which is what you are. You yes. and I both talked about this. We don't like fakies. We are, what you see is what you get. 1000%. And so I'm just going to say to you that I don't think, you know, as women, we need to be so accommodating and so apologetic that if we take the time to build our business or build ourselves, whether it's like you said, uh, self, that's to me, self care has to do with being, you know, self being with yourself and being, you know, you want to call it, you know, selfish. Sure. We can call it that, yeah. but just take some time for you. You have no time. And as a mother of young kids, I can tell you, I know, I feel your pain. Got the t-shirt, got four t-shirts. <laughs> but you have to take that time. Because if you don't, your kids also suffer. And if of you look at it that way, that you've got to be good for them, don't you think it's sort of changing your narrative and how you speak to yourself? Because I know nobody talks to you. Like the way you talk to yourself. Why, no. You know, like even nobody. the way you talk to me, I'm like... No, cringe, gross, that's not me. <laughs> You're like, um, uh, okay, I'm going to throw up in my mouth. Okay, just She tells please. me to do this podcast, and I'm like, ew, no, vomit. <laughs> yeah, exactly, but it's got to be, my thing is too, whenever I do anything for the media, I want to know what I'm talking about. Yes. I don't want to know the questions because then I feel this is just for More me. clustered, probably. Well, I think you overthink it. I like off the cuff because... It's scientifically proven that your memory cannot pull out a lie. You know how people say, you know, you tell one lie. You have to tell ten lies to cover up one, one lie. lie. 
Why? Because your brain doesn't, like, let's just say I said to you, oh, yeah, you know, I couldn't make it because I was, um, you know, vacationing in Fiji. And, you know, six months later, I come and we're chatting and you're like, yeah, didn't you go on that vacation? And I'd be like, oh, to L.A.? Oh, I thought you said Fiji. Oh, yeah, but you know what? We changed it to L.A. and we whatever, right. blah, blah, blah. So is that what happened recall? when you went to L.A.? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but I swear to God, I went to L.A. I could show you the tickets. But I didn't even cancel on you. It was no, I'm I'm begging joking. you, saying, I need to see you before I go to L.A. But the thing is, is that, um, you know, doing the whole, like, negative and self, uh, like, just changing your narrative, that, right. for me, was life-changing when it came to building, you know, any kind of uh, new routines or confidence. It is about self-talk because really who do you live with 24 7 your mind <laughs> your, your, the wonderful beautiful mind right and it can be you know kind of a screwed up place sometimes right yes and you've got these negative narratives and you know something that's really helped me and your family will probably end up thinking you're you know gone off your rocker or something but I know one of the things that helped me because they're like write down you know your set your negative self-talk right because I was so busy I found it hard to do so I started talking when I started getting to my negative space I would say things to myself that I was thinking and I'm like oh my gosh like I hope nobody can hear me mm -hmm. but I thought to myself it was that was my aha moment where it's like I would never say these things to a friend, a stranger, or anybody, but you're saying them to yourself. You know, you should be most kind to yourself, and a lot of us are the least kind to ourselves. 1,000%. Right? And if you are intuitive, I'm sure you remember, you know, the whole secret and the law of attraction. Yes. You attract what you put out there. Yes. And, and I say that to my clients all the time. What you put out there, if you're constantly putting negative out there, that's what you're going to attract. But mm -hmm. I am the worst mm -hmm. at taking my own advice. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> there. No, I don't believe that. I think right now, the way that I see you, if I may, is that you're transitioning and in a, into a really good place. And like I said, for me, the way that I see you is not the way you see yourself. No, that's and like so, everybody, though. I know, but when you catch up, you're going to be like... <gasps> Waiting. Fabulous me. <laughs> Do it. Fabulous me.